Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made, and we give it to you. We celebrate it with you with thanksgiving. Jesus, you are among us, and we are grateful for that. Lift up our eyes that we may see you. Open our ears that we may hear you. Open our hearts that we may respond to you. Jesus, I ask that you speak through my lips, and I pray in your name. Amen. I'd like to begin today by quoting from one of my favorite philosophers, Conan the Barbarian. (laughs) Conan was once uh, seated around a campfire with a bunch of other barbarians, and they had just had a great victory. And so one of the barbarians said, Ah, we won again. This is good. But what is best in life? Barbarian number two spoke up and he said, The open step, fleet horse, falcons at your wrist, and the wind in your hair. Barbarian number one said, Wrong. Conan, what is best in life? And Conan replied, Now these are words to live by. I encourage you to take notes on this. <laughs> Conan said, and I quote, To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. (laughs) And barbarian number one said, Ah, that is good. That is good. Not bad for barbarians. What is best in life? It's a big question. They didn't do too badly. Many throughout the ages have asked that question. What is best in life? That's a question that strips away the fat and brings us right down to the heart of the matter. What is best? What is ultimate? What is, as the ethicists would put it, what is the good? Capital G. What is truly, ultimately good? You know, if you can answer that, you not only have a good idea, you have the good idea, the best idea. You have something you can organize your life around. Every moment of every day can be shaped by that idea. Every action, every possession, everything oriented around that idea. Like Conan with his sword, who lived his life, every moment of his life, to crush his enemies, see them driven before him, and hear the lamentations of their women. Well, others have tried their hand at answering this question. What is best in life? What is good? Our culture, for instance, has declared that tolerance is the highest ethic. Tolerance. In the movie Wall Street, Gordon Gecko, the rich as Midas tycoon, offered something else. He said, greed is good. He said, greed is a clean drive that captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. 
Greed for life, for money, for love. Greed. On the other side of the spectrum, the father of communism, Karl Marx, called for nothing less than the perfecting of humanity through the end of classes, the centralizing of the economy and the sharing of burdens. Each of these people have offered to us the big idea, their big idea about what is truly good, what is best in life. Now, each of these ideas, when followed to their logical conclusions, also have real-world applications. Like I say, you get the idea, then you can live it. And real life can and has been organized around each of these. And I would argue each of these has created problems. Take tolerance, for instance. Sounds really good until you ask me, so Craig, do you love your wife? And to that I reply, I tolerate her. <laughs> How do you think that's going to go when I get home? <laughs> Greed carried to the nth degree. You have psychopathy, psychopaths, people who live for nothing but themselves, organize everything around them to simply feed themselves and further themselves. Communism has led, by some estimates, to the death of 80 to 100 million people in the 20th century. What is good? What is best in life? Well, Jesus also answers this question. A lawyer asks him that question. You might recall this story. A lawyer asks him, what is the highest law? which is a Jewish lawyer's way of asking the same question the barbarian asked. What is best in life? And Jesus answers. How did he answer? Well, what was his reply? What is best in life? Fantastic. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all that you are and all that you have. Hear that? The big idea, love God. Organizing principle organizes everything in your life. Your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, everything. Love God with all of that. And then, lest there's not enough real world application, he offers the second greatest commandment, which he says is just like the first. And what is the second greatest commandment? Love your neighbor as yourself. Absolutely. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love yourself with all that you have. This, according to Jesus, is good. This is good. On our gospel today, Jesus cues this back up. He reminds his followers of this. Jesus said, if you love me, you will follow my commandments. Greatest commandment of all, love God. Second greatest, love your neighbor. If you love Jesus, you will do these things. Love God. Love your neighbor. 
Love yourself with all that you have and all that you are. Apparently, he means that. Apparently, he's serious about it. It wasn't just colorful language to talk to a lawyer with. Apparently, he expects us to do it. And apparently, the first commandment, notice this, is tied to the second commandment. It's not just like it, it's tied to it. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you love me, if you love God, then you will keep my commandments, which includes loving your neighbor as yourself. So these commandments weave together in a package that answers the question, what is best in life? What is good? Organizes everything. Every single aspect of life. And it is, in essence, the organizing principle of Christianity. We can talk all day about theological ideas. And I'm a fan of theological ideas. I believe that right theology is very important. But when you get to the the very heart of it, when you strip away all the fat and you get down to the core of Christianity, you have a relationship, not a package of ideas. And it's a relationship with God and with humanity, including yourself, that encompasses every aspect of life. I would argue that commandment, what is best in life, what is good according to Jesus, organizes Church of the Redeemer too. It is meant to. It is intended to. Jesus expects it to. When he says this is good, he means it. And he means it for us, not just Christianity in general. Just a few examples that came to my mind as I was thinking about this idea, this big organizing idea of how some other churches and other people that I have known in my life have grabbed a hold of this idea and to the best of their ability have fulfilled it, tried to follow according to Jesus' instruction. If you love me, you'll keep your, my commandments. So one of the churches that I used to be connected with was Church of the Holy Spirit in Osprey, Florida. Have any of you been there ever? Oh, a hand goes up. That's awesome. A few. So Church of the Holy Spirit was a church like many others. It was kind of a sleepy church on the west coast of Florida until uh, they began to catch a vision from God that God wanted to work through them to heal. And by healing, I mean not just, not just sort of putting a band-aid on suffering, but to go right to the heart of it. Right to the heart of suffering. And the heart of people's souls. And they began to realize that was good. That was good. And God began to stir their hearts and they began to listen to God and follow that. And God ignited a healing ministry in that church that first of all transformed that church. Then it began to affect the whole community around them. One of the coolest things, I think, was, uh, as is often the case along the coast, there was this motel that was, that was there on the highway. It happened to be 
right at the front of the highway, and Church of the Holy Spirit is behind that motel. And it was one of these little places that you wouldn't want to go to. And Church of the Holy Spirit, they said, we need a place to um, fulfill this healing ministry. And then they looked and looked at that motel. And they went to the owners and said, we'd like to buy it. And the owners said, we don't want to sell it. So Church of the Holy Spirit decided to start marching in circles around that building <laughs> and praying and playing instruments and queuing up some Old Testament imagery there. And they just prayed and they prayed and they prayed and they said, God, we, we really think that you want us to have this building because we need to fulfill this healing ministry. We need to take it to the next level. So we need places to meet with people. We need... Well, you know what? Eventually, they bought it. And they cleaned out every room. They got rid of all the leftover drug needles and all the other stuff that was in that place. And they turned it into a holy place where teams of people met with suffering people from all over and prayed with them, and they were healed. Church of the Holy Spirit in Osprey. There's another church that grabbed a hold of this big idea of what is good. It's a church in London. And for them, they began to realize that what God was calling them to do was to start holding their church services at one in the morning. So maybe at our parish meeting we'll hear a similar plan. <laughs> but there was, a, there was a reason for that. And the reason was that at 2 a.m. the bars let out in this part of London that they were in. The bars, the nightclubs, every, all those places emptied and all these people came weaving out onto the street to try and find their way home. And so this church realized that what God wanted them to do was to bless that whole scene. And so they met at 1 a.m. to get prayed up before they went out onto the streets at 2 a.m. And what they would do is, is they'd give water to people who were dehydrated because of the wild night they'd been enjoying. Gave people rides home because they weren't safe to drive. And they cleaned up vomit off the sidewalk. That was their ministry. And guess who was being most affected by that? It was the bouncers. It was these people who stood at the door night after night after night after night and watched these people come and engage in this really crazy ministry of cleaning up messes. And they wondered... Why are you doing this? And the answer, of course, was, this is good. This is good. And so the bouncer started to come to Christ because of this ministry. What is good? What is best in life? Oh, I'll bet that church, its people said, we'd rather meet at a reasonable hour. Because we ourselves are not necessarily staying out all night. But, but something better is for us to meet at 1 a.m. And we'd rather not clean up all these messes. But something better is that we do so and participate in the fulfillment of God's kingdom. I think about my friend Dan, 
Dan was an engineer, is an engineer, and he was part of a group that, uh, that I used to be a part of. Christy and I met there, actually. Um, a Bible study for uh, young adults. And I remember one night we were sharing prayer requests. And this was Dan's prayer request. And it just grabbed my attention. I thought, who prays like this? Who on Dan, what the heck are you doing? And his prayer was this. He said, I pray... My prayer request is that God will introduce me to some new people at my job so I can share the gospel with them. Because everybody I know right now, we've already had those conversations, and I want some new people to meet so I can share the gospel with them. I thought, where did you come from? (laughs) Who prays like that? Really grabbed my attention. That's the coolest prayer request I've heard in a very long time. That's what he wanted. He wanted the chance to have the uncomfortable experience of meeting new people and then the really uncomfortable experience of sharing the gospel with them. He said, God, put me there. Put me right in the midst of their lives so that I can bring you into the midst of their lives. Think about my friend Lelania, who, again, is an engineer had the chance to make a whole lot of money. But at some point, she realized that God was pressing on her heart to do something different with her life. Well, she was majoring in one sort of engineering that was going to be very lucrative. But she chose a different sort of engineering that was not nearly so lucrative because she felt that that was how God was guiding her. And then she ended up serving in Ukraine, teaching at a university, teaching engineering there, and bringing the gospel to them. She and I landed in the airport in Kiev the same day, caught the same taxi. Uh, And that's what God did in her life. And, And so she could have done so many other things. But she said, what is best? What is best? is to bring the gospel to a people who have had it drummed out of them for 70 years. What is best? What is good? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Do it. So Conan had his sword. That's how he fulfilled what he thought was best. Jesus had his cross to fulfill what is good and what is best. And Jesus gave to his church the Holy Spirit so that we could fulfill what is good and right and best. He calls us, Church of the Redeemer, he calls us not to settle for second best, but to truly embrace what is best, what is good. And He gives us the means to fulfill it. Please understand that we are fully and completely equipped with everything that we could ever need to fulfill what is best. To follow Jesus. To love Him. To keep His commandments. All we need to do is find out 
what he wants us to do. To answer the question, what is best in life? And with that answer, we have the means to fulfill it. We do. Because we have the Holy Spirit. That's better than a sword. We have the Holy Spirit. It's better than greed. We have the Holy Spirit. So we have to ask Jesus, Jesus, what is best in life? More than anything else, when we trim away the fat, get right down to the core, what is left for us as Church of the Holy of Church of the Redeemer? Church of the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. We just don't use the name Holy Spirit. We use the Redeemer. That's all right. That's all right. So I messed up. It's okay. <laughs> what is best? Jesus, show us. What will we be known as? What will Church of the Redeemer be known as? Conan was known as the barbarian. Church of the Holy Spirit, the healer, the London church, loving cleaners of messes, Dan, the evangelist, Lelania, the missionary, Church of the Redeemer. Jesus, what do you want us to be known as? How do you want to place your mark in this world through us? What is best? In just a little bit, we'll have a parish meeting and we'll get to hear things about the life of our church. How we are, who we are, what we're doing, what we have. But I encourage you to let this question linger in your mind and linger in your prayers. What is best in life? Let's find out what that answer is. Let us find it and embrace it and live it. And let us, through the Holy Spirit, fulfill it. Church of the Redeemer, what is best in life? Amen.